You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Christian Santiago. He is Greenville's number one high-performance coach who founded his company, The Greatness Institute, where he serves as a coaching and culture specialist for Christian entrepreneurs, high-end executives, high-net-worth investors, and nine-figure companies. Christian strongly believes in showing people what they're really capable of doing. Most of us don't believe what we're capable of doing. He's going to tell you, remind you, and actually get you to believe it so that you could go out and achieve it. Uh, he does this as no person or organization uh, is ever stuck or powerless to change the situation they're in, right? So he's coming in. He's going to shift you. He's going to shift the organization. His passion is to see you become the best leader you can be. And listen, Startup Nation. You were made for greatness. God made us all for greatness. And we're not meant to play small. And you and I both know you're playing smaller than what you're capable of. True or true? Joseph, that stings. Great, you're welcome. Right? Let it sting you into action. Let it sting you forward. You need people like Christian and myself to speak into your life, to speak life into your life, because the world is speaking death into you. You're speaking death into yourself. So Christian's here to not just motivate you, but he's going to give you his top three tips and strategies in business that have worked for him. He's a high-ticket coach. He looks pretty young to me. We'll find out what his age is. I don't know. I'm guessing 20s, 30s, 40s. I don't even know. I don't even know. But Christian Santiago, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yes. Well, first off, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I know um, I don't take it lightly that you're trusting me with your audience. And so thank you for that trust. First off, you're, you're welcome. Now don't screw it up. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. And so uh, a little bit of the gaps is um, my heart is my wife and my son. And so my wife, uh, Chantel, um, um, we've been married for close to six years. She's from Australia. We met in the Dominican Republic, actually on a mission trip. 
and we went from hello to I do in nine months. Wow. And so, um, yeah, wait, wait, so we, was there a baby involved? Come on, those no, numbers. No, there wasn't a baby. Oh, okay, you me. said nine months, so. <laughs> and um, and then our son Zion, Leo, um, a month from now, at the time of this recording, he'll be one. And so. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, they, my my son is uh, 11 months old right now, so I get Oh, congrats. So yeah, same yeah, yeah. timeline, same timeline. And so that, those are my heart. Um, but I will say I was also in full-time ministry for six years. I was a pastor ranging from being um, a small groups pastors to also, you know, even being a young adults pastor overseeing three campuses. And so then made the shift into high-performance coaching about a year and a year and a, two months ago and seeing God massively change that I was able to then make my first six figures in six months, which is a, such a blessing. And so, but I know we'll get into that, but I just wanted to fill in the gaps. Like I'm just really honored to be here and yeah, my wife and my son are, are my favorite thing. So it's beautiful, beautiful. All right. Startup nation. He just touched your heart. Okay. <laughs> And you're like, oh, he's a sweet guy. I like him. Give me the money, Christian. How do I make the money? <laughs> All right, Christian, uh, take a minute. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah, so that's actually a great question. Um, something about me that very few people know is, um, wow, it's kind of got me making me think about it. <laughs> Startup nation. He's stalling. He's stalling. <laughs> Yes, he got. Should we give him a break? Country. Should we give him a break or make him sweat? I see some beads of sweat forming here. Yes. Um. Wow. Um. It could oh, be embarrassing. Actually, it no, could no, no, be no, no. humiliating. This is, this is great. This is great. Um. I actually get anxious before every coaching session. No, really? It doesn't matter how high I've worked with. Like, like I before this, I was actually on a call with a surgeon. So, like. Mm -hmm. I get anxious before everything, no matter how prepared I am, even if I got three pages of notes, even if, so that's actually something that's normal for me, I guess. But now I've relabeled it as I'm ready. I know it's going to be a good job before I labeled it as man, it's, I'm going to bomb this. And now I've relabeled it as, Hey, this, this feeling of like anxiousness means like, this is important for me. It means that, Hey, it could be something great. It means that it could actually give something that's going to help them. And so like, that's actually something that I actually never shared. So. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. All right. So like you reframe your experience, right? That anxiousness, um, that aliveness you're feeling, you're like, you give it a positive spin so that you can have positive results come from it. Where many of us, we put a negative uh, spin around it. And mm -hmm. then guess what happens? Negative things come up as a result. And then we're like, see, I was right. Nothing ever works out for me. Well, no kidding, buddy. You keep just wanting to be right. Of course you're going to be right. All right, mm -hmm. Christian, let's get into it, buddy. All right. Listen, like, how old are you? 28. 28 years old, okay? And you got the baby face, man. Thank you, God. You got the baby face, right? So, I, like, I feel like I'll still have it when I'm 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is actually a beautiful thing, right? So let me ask you this. Has that held you back um, psychologically in your own belief systems, right? With working with clients, many probably that are older than you, uh, achieved more maybe because they've just had more life experience and they get on a call with you and they're like, okay, what is this young guy going to teach me about anything? Mm 
And I'm only saying that because I went through that firsthand. Okay. I was always the youngest in my industry in almost every business I started. So I, I've dealt with that. And it's a mental game, man. So what have you done with that? Have you experienced it? And how have you gotten through that? I, absolutely. And it began when I was in full-time ministry because I was 21 years old leading people who are 40, 50 years old while I was a pastor mm. and being the one that they reported to being the mm. one that kind of had to give the strategy or had to give vision in that area. And so that was something that was a normal thing. And I always felt like I was fighting against the grain in a way. It's like, mm -hmm. man, like it, it's like, okay, if you want to look at my age, I want you to know wisdom has no age. Cause I know a lot of 45 year olds who have not grown up. Wait, wait, well, we have the same friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and so there's, that like my mom used to always tell me like, Christian, you're 21 going on 60. You know, it's like, that's what my mom used to tell me a lot yeah. just because I was an old soul. But I, I, I went up against it a lot, even in the church world. But when I made the shift into the industry um, uh, of coaching, I needed to get out of my own way because I was hesitant. And I was very, you can say gun shy. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew sometimes it would, it would manifest itself as, I didn't know the next question to ask, or I didn't know how I could lead someone, even though I knew exactly once we ended the call, I'm like, oh, I could have done this, 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 this with mm -hmm. them. It wasn't that I was nervous is that I was believing that my age was actually a factor on how well I can serve people. Okay. So startup nation, I want you to take what Christian just shared and apply that to your life. Maybe it's not age. That is your handicap. Maybe it's something else. What is it? Is it your gender? Well, don't worry. You can change agenda nowadays. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. That was a cheap shot for all those leftists out there. All right. But listen, like, what is that thing, that, that rock in your head, the head trash that's holding you back from the greatness God has for you? What is it? What is that thing that you're giving a negative meaning to? You're putting an excuse around it and you're keeping yourself imprisoned and playing small. Like for Christian, he just shared it was his age, man. People would look at him a certain way, judge him a certain mm -hmm. way. You judge a book by its cover. Well, this cover was young. It was a brand new book. They're like, what's a brand new book going to teach me about wisdom? And like he said, wisdom doesn't have an age. I agree with that. So Christian, you and I are very alike in that. Um, and by the way, it doesn't change even when I'm in my 40s now, bro. And my buddies that are in their 40s, I'm like, I'm fit and stuff. So now, oh, the fit guy's going to teach me something now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's people will always find something. Yeah. So it's critical that we get past our own head trash, get out of our own way, mm. because the world will always push up mm. against those excuses we have for ourselves. Don't you agree? I agree. And can I share with you two things that helped me kind of shift, go into that? Like, yes. So the first thing was this. I had to raise my standard on people who actually needed help. Tell us more about that. People who really need help are more looking for the answers rather than, oh, are you young or not? I realized, like, for example, the, the person, I, 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 like a lot of my clients that I work with, like 80% of my clients are like over 45, mm -hmm. like 80% of them. And they came to me because they saw okay, I'm just need to get rid of this thing. They were in massive pain. Yeah. 
to a point that it allowed them to just be like, okay, I'm willing to take to the side, the age part, Mm -hmm. because if you have the solution to my pain, I'm in such pain. So I raised my standard to not work with people who weren't really in pain, who didn't need to change now. Because if they didn't need to change now, they would create any reason and they would throw an age as a reason as to why they didn't move forward. Yeah, I really get that. So what you're talking about is when someone's in pain and they have a migraine headache and it's stabbing them in the temple, right? They don't sit there and look at the labels of the packaging. They just rip that thing open and grab the aspirin, right? They pay for it first. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, right? You (laughs) know, I'm hey, once or twice, I I (laughs) took it in the aisle and then paid for it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, it's like people don't care about the packaging Mm -hmm. when they're in pain and they just need the solution. Mm -hmm. So Startup Nation, apply that to yourself right now. What's that? What's that? A negative meaning you've been giving to yourself as a way out, mm-hmm. as an excuse. Oh, people just think this about me or whatever. No, that means your people, you may be searching for the right people, but maybe they're not at the stage you need them to be in to be your ideal client, mm-hmm. your avatar. So what is, because sometimes we're like, oh, my ideal avatar is this person. She's this and she's a soccer mom and she's this and blah, 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 blah. But we don't ever address or identify, well, what level of pain is she in in this area? What degree of pain is she in? Is she an eight or a nine or a 10? Mm -hmm. Or is she a six, a five or a four? Because in my coaching, I only work with men that are eight to tens. Mm-hmm. as far as level of pain. If they check the box and they say, well, I'm a seven or whatever, right there on the call, we're addressing that. Mm-hmm. And I am disqualifying them right out the mm-hmm. gate. And I'm saying, here's my concern about working with you. I don't think you're a fit because you answered a seven. And then they have to persuade me that they are a fit, mm-hmm. that their pain is that advanced. And they were actually just trying to look good when they filled mm-hmm. out the form. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian, thank you for bringing up that point. That's powerful. That's a powerful point. And then point. that increases their the results that they have because if they're in pain, they're more likely going to apply what you tell them to. And that way it even looks better on you. And then you go. you'll get so, more referrals out of that too. That's right. Right. So that's that's brilliant, right? So you keep your success record really high mm-hmm. by limiting the types of people you work with and the level of pain that they're in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the more the pain, the more the higher the price. Mm-hmm. The higher the price. So talk about raising your ticket prices, okay? Because you did something that's different than most coaches. Most coaches, they start low ticket because they have low confidence. And as their confidence raises, their prices raises, raise, mm-hmm. okay? And then some of them get paralyzed somewhere in the middle and they're like, oh, I could never charge someone that much because I don't believe I'm worth that much or I can add that much mm-hmm. value, right? And they just, they hit a ceiling. Right. But anyway, that's the the traditional Mm -hmm. track that they take or model. You did something completely different. Tell us how you priced your coaching. All right. So I started off pricing $5,000 over over three months. So it was like a three month, but it was a 5K price point. And I started off high ticket. Like what I talk with when I, I remember my second month into it, I was talking with someone who had 15 clients and each of them were paying, I think, like, you know, $200 a month or something. And I said, wow, I, I don't want that. And the reason why I chose that though, going back to pain, we were in a lot of pain. So a year, a year and two months ago, I wasn't fully into coaching and my wife and I were struggling to pay rent for about six months straight. We were on food stamps, EBT. 
And I remember I was in so much pain that I knew I said, you know what, God, like I need to make a shift. I can't do this anymore because my son is about to be born soon and I'm not bringing my son into this kind of world into poverty. Yes. And I said, I knew I needed clarity on what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to go. And I literally took two days. I said, babe, I'm, I've been working 12 hours. And this was like, after I left my full-time ministry position and try to start something on my own and it wasn't working, I was working 12 hours, $0. And I said, I need to get clarity. And after those two days, I got clarity, just asking myself five questions. And that's when I was like, okay, one of the questions that I was like, okay, what do I want to price what I'm going to give at? What do we need right now? And so I said, okay, if I do 5k and I get three clients, okay. And it's 5k over three months, we are set. I just need three. I don't care if I have to talk to 50 to get to three by the end of the month. Like I, that's all I need conversion. I was just doing numbers, Mm -hmm. not realizing I might've chosen the harder path and the front end, but I realized that what's hard in the beginning will be easier at the end. And what's easier on the front end will usually be harder at the end. All right. Say that again for everyone that wasn't taking notes, startup nation, get your pen out. What are you doing? Say that again. What's harder on the front end would be easier on the back end. And what's easier on the front end will be harder on the back end. And so the, the, the people that I met, that was like $200 a month. That's easier to convert them on the front end, but on the back end, they're probably lower quality clients. They probably have more of their time given up. They're probably not getting as much good results. They're complainers, complainers, negative. It's like, Oh, that's not what I want. Okay. Sucking your life. Literally, literally, (laughs) literally. And so I said, you know what? It might be hard to do this 5k, but if I figure it out, guess what? It's a skill that's literally I could keep forever. So mm-hmm. then I started off and within two months, I had eight clients. How'd you get them? Don't skip that. What are you I kidding? Won't, I are won't. you joking? Okay. People are like going <laughs> to punch you in the, the Zoom camera here. Yeah, they will. They will. So when I went, in, I, you, so when I went to the two days of getting clarity, I asked myself, got really put on my heart to ask myself five questions Mm -hmm. because the reason why I wasn't moving forward was because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted. And so I asked myself the five questions and then what I ended up doing was, dude, I'll break down the five questions. What are you doing? The same marketing one-on-one. Give us the questions. Let's go. I will give the questions, but let me tell you what I did on the two months to get those eight. And then I will give you the question startup nation after this commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) So after like when I made the decision, I just gave people clarity sessions with those five questions. And some of them lasted. I was willing to give two hours for free. And as long as I pitched, you know, the coaching at the end. And so within two months, I was able to do 70 clarity sessions. That's a lot. Yes, a lot. But I loved it because people were getting breakthrough. So I was just like, hey, if people get breakthrough and they walk away and they don't say yes, awesome. But I'm still going to get a referral. I always ask for a referral after. And they usually referred me to two or three people. And that's how I kept on getting more. Now, what did the referral look like? How did you ask for that specifically? Was it, hey, can you call up and make an introduction for me? Mm -hmm. Or was it, hey, do you have a name and phone number I could cold call? No, it was actually who are two to three people that you know that needs the same type of breakthrough and clarity that you had just experienced just now. Nice. And then how'd they make the introduction? 
And then after they said, oh, yes, I have two people. I said, hey, well, can you connect with them and give them my email? And can you talk with them, tell them how your experience is and ask them if they want a free clarity session? That's a lot of work to put on them. But they they did did it though. They They did did it. it because they were appreciative of the breakthrough. Yes, because some of them were two hours, some of them were 45 minutes. Um, But the five questions, first question. Ah, see, I got to it, I got back to it. First question, who are you really? Who are you really? Um, This was huge What might be an example? What was your example? So my example, who are you really was, so in, in full-time ministry, once I stepped out of it, I said, okay, what kind of business do I want to start? What kind of business do I want to do? And I said, who, are, who am I really? I am someone who works and that affects and works best with high-level people, high-level leaders. Like, who am I really? I talk the language. I'm someone who loves talking the language of people at the top who feel lonely. Who am I really? I am a communicator. I am a coach, but I am not a Therapist. I'm not against therapists. I think they're needed. I, they are absolutely needed. But if I were to try to put myself in that category, I'm not seeking to take, you know, longer periods of time to deal with one thing. I'm like, Hey, let's do one session. Let's do it. And if we can't get a breakthrough on one to two sessions, I'm not the person for you. Let me refer you to some people who can give it to you longer. So one of the things I just accepted was who am I really? And so that was some of the stuff that I included in there. Who am I really? Also, too, it actually, this part's freed me of who am I really. I actually was like, okay, like, I'm someone who's a jokester, but also the next second could be serious. Like, I didn't accept that about myself because when I was in pastoral ministry, I had to always be serious all the time, always be. And I couldn't even say a joke. It was like, because it was the expectations. You had to be professional 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 a professional spiritual leader you know you know Um, i realized that i am an unprofessional professional and i like it i'm the same way dude like i look i I put on the new york accent just to make people feel all tingly inside i don't do it for me but i do have fun with it and then we get serious and i kick you in the face and punch you in the throat and you and have you the breakthrough. a great question that I wasn't prepared for. Absolutely. Yes. And I like to see you sweat a little. Okay. Go yes, ahead. exactly. Another one who am I really was, I love to see people get breakthrough through crying. Like that was just for me. Like, who am I really? That was fulfillment. So That's I have a one success bro. question that I have a one success question for every coaching session is, did they cry? I know if they cried, they got breakthrough in some way because I realized that beliefs are not changed until emotions are activated. Say that again. Beliefs are not changed until emotions are activated. Is that a Christian Santiago quote or have I heard that somewhere before? Um, I have not heard it anywhere, but I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. If someone else has heard it, amazing, give them credit. You know, it's like, you know, I've not heard it anywhere, but you know, it just came out at a coaching session with somebody. But um, so who, who are you really? The second question was, what do you really want to be known for in the next five years? What do you really want to be known for in the next five years? You decide what you really want to be known for, not what anybody sees you as. What do you want to be known for? And I was able to define that for myself, which means it first included me cutting off what old ideas I had that was based off other people or what they thought I should do. I didn't care. I said, I'm going to be a high performance coach. And I really want to be known for someone who literally comes in at a high level and shifts cultures or shifts people in dramatic ways. 
That's what I want to be known for. Like, that's me, Christian Santiago. The third question was, what do you really want at this stage of your life? Not ultimately at this stage. I didn't want to focus on the ultimate because I realized like, like, what did I want at this stage of my life? At that time I was turning, I was going to turn 20, 28 in a few months. My son was going to be born. My wife was pregnant. We needed shifts to change, like things to get shifted. What do I really want at this stage of my life? And I was like, well, in ministry, I wasn't making that much money. I wanted to make some money at this stage of my life. I wanted to make some actual money that like could change our lives. Give me the Benjamins. Let's go. Yes. While also impacting high level people. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. The question number four was then, what are the three skills I need to master to get there? Because I realized that the gap there wasn't just belief for me, but it was also skill. Proverbs 22, 29 says, do you see a man skilled in his work? He shall stand before kings, not unknown men. And so I realized if I was going to stand before kings and high level people, I needed to be really good at what I did. And so what are the top three skills I need to master? And then the question number five was, what are the next five moves I need to make right now to get real progress? To get real progress. What are the next five moves? So it allowed me to not focus on what are the 100 different strategies I can implement. It's like, no, what are my next five moves that I want to get real progress? And so out of that, I came out and I knew exactly how I was going to present myself. I knew exactly what I really wanted. And... And what price point I was going to do it at and, you know, the skills I need to master to get there and then the moves. And then I just executed it. All right. Let's backtrack for a second. Number four, what are the three skills I need to master to get there? What was your example? So my three skills, number one was influence and persuasion. It's like if I can master that skill of influence in general, it's going to go a long way. Doesn't matter. Like if I got 10 minutes to connect with somebody, if I understand the triggers of influence, I can make those 10 minutes count. And so I really started to focus on that. The second one was negotiation. This actually helped me with the, the company I started working with, but my first like big company I started working with, I went through like four different sessions of negotiation. So I'm glad I worked on that. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so I needed that. Um, and then the third one was, um, high performance coaching. It was like, okay, that's going to be my bread and butter. Like the first two get people in the door, but my last one is going to cause them to stay longer term, but also get them results. Mm -hmm. And so those are the three skills I just focused on mastering. And the beauty about that is I didn't have to read everything. I didn't have to learn everything. It literally provided a focus tunnel on what I needed to focus on because I realized that the high performers are really intentional about their growth. And so it allowed me to distill it into three things. And if it's not in those three things, I can put it off for later. I don't need to learn it now. Yeah. That's and valuable. So those are those three. All right. Things. And then what are the next five moves I need to make right now to get real progress? What was it? What was your example? Yeah. So, um, my, my big goal was like, okay, I want to at least convert five in the next three months. You know, I did three in the first two months. I mean, not three, eight. Um, but the first, my first move was get my branding down. What would I be about? What would be like, like, what would be about like my coaching as well? Like get my branding and my, my course down. I mean, my coaching program down curriculum, what kind of breakthroughs? Boom. I put that together. Second thing is, then what would be the offer and the terms and my market? Because I need to focus on market and offer. 
the once I got that down, it would be terms, prices, guarantees, you know, scarcity, urgency, all those extra things. I was like, okay, what do I need for that? Third, what's my irresistible offer, free irresistible offer that's going to get people in the door. Was so that your clarity it. call? Yeah, that was my clarity session. Like, oh, I'm gonna give you two hours of my life. Let's go. You're welcome. And people were like surprised because usually it's just a 20 minute or 15 minute discovery call in the industry. The people weren't usually giving an hour, hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, number four was then who are the first 10 people? I put down 10 names that have experienced me in ministry that if I get them a breakthrough, they're promoters. These are people who are loud. Mm, that's good. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, so if I tell them, if I ask for two, they'll probably give me five. (laughs) So I put their names down. And then the fifth step was go and contact them. It was just go into action. But I had it all in line. So that way, when I was able to contact them, I had everything created. I had everything created. I had my proposal done. I had all of it. And then I just went into action. So then I didn't have to focus on everything else. Now, out of those 10 that you reached out to, your early promoters, how many of them accepted your offer for a free clarity call? They jumped on for an hour, two hours with you, and then had a breakthrough. Two separate questions in that. So eight. Eight out of 10 said yes to the call. Yeah, to the free call. All right. They jumped on. How many had a breakthrough out of the eight? Oh, all of them had a breakthrough. I will tell you. it's So you made all eight cry. Everyone cried. Literally. Everyone cried. (laughs) Like it's crazy because I didn't realize this one success question was what the um, British rowing team used for them to get gold. I think it was like, um, I think in the early 2000s, they asked themselves this question because they were dead last a lot of years. Mm -hmm. They said, will this make the boat go faster? That was their one success question. So it's like, oh, they're like, uh, people are like, hey, you want to go party at night? Their question was, will this make the boat go faster? Nope, we don't want to go party. <laughs> this will go, make it go slower. <laughs> we'll probably sink. Exactly. And so within a year, they were able to get gold because they had one question that they filtered everything through. And what was your question? Did they cry? Did they cry? Did, Did they, cry? they cry? Okay. So that was my one question. And even like one of, one of the people that I ended up getting connected through later on, it was in the second month. I mean, he was a real estate agent, top 1% in his um, current brokerage that he was at. And he cried in the middle of it. He said, Christian, I haven't cried like that in three years. Yeah. And so- Immediately um, you stand out. Now they're either going to love you for it and want to work with you, or they're going to run away from you because they didn't like that feeling because it was so mm-hmm. uncomfortable, especially as men. Have you run into that? Um, I would say personally- I haven't because I build rapport in the beginning. That's my focus. Before I help them get breakthrough, I really want to build rapport in the beginning for them to feel like, okay, unified. I'm there for them. I even, even for all the sessions, I let them know there's a confidentiality like agreement on that. So none of this would ever get out. So they do feel connected and safe. So that way, when they do cry, you know, they're not, they don't hate me for it. And so it's like, yeah. So that's where we we did that from the beginning. That's awesome. You know, I've had guests cry on my podcast, right? On this show and Mm -hmm. my other show, Broken Catholic. They cried and stuff. And then they were like, oh my gosh, I just cried in front of the world. (laughs) Because they got caught up like just in the one-on-one. Oh, it's just Joseph and I. And they forgot Mm -hmm. like the whole world was like peeping Tom's listening. It was great. So you're saying I should go grab my tissues. 
You should, but that's uh, not my one success yeah, question here, okay? Yeah. My one success question is, did God transform one mm. person's life through this episode? Mm. Will I ever get the answer to that? Well, that's between God and I. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a tangible reality. Mm-hmm. But if I show up and serve and I prep my guest with that intention, and then my guest goes, Oh, I'm not here to serve myself. I'm here to serve one human being on the other side of this microphone, and I get them aligned in that intention, bro, mm-hmm. I know it's happening. Yes. I know it's happening. Yes. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Listen, Startup Nation, like, all right, first off, like if you were looking at Christian right now, you're like, this guy is, what, 28 now, right? He's 28. He looks like he's 22. God bless him, right? He's 18. got the, he's got the 18 gene, the 18 gene. And, uh, you know, but then he started talking and he gave you his five questions. He, he spoke about how he had his early success. He made six figures in six months. And like, you're like dumbfounded. You're like trying to keep up taking notes. And you're like, how does this guy have so much knowledge at such a young age? He's making me feel worse about myself, but better at the same time. Right. (laughs) But, but listen, I really get how people could come on and judge you, mm-hmm. judge the package, mm-hmm. um, and not look at the actual product. But then when you start speaking, building rapport, they really see who Christian is. They see your heart, and then they see, wow, you're a solution for their pain. And if they just stay on that call, I can really see them opening up, and then, boom, they, their face starts leaking all over the place, and you're like in the background going, yes! On the inside, on the inside. On the inside, inside high five. Yes, Mm -hmm. on the inside. All right, Christian. um, We're speaking with Christian Santiago. You can find him at christianpsantiago.com. And he just gave us, Startup Nation, five breakthrough questions uh, to transform your life and also to transform the life of your clients. Right, because you can use these questions, Christian. Mm-hmm. Do we have your permission to use these questions? Absolutely. What a guy! And, what a guy! And just like you said, you know, it's not quantifiable. When I stand before God, I will see the impact. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. special. So it's special. Use man. it. We did sp- something special here today. The rest of our day is gravy. All right, brother. Um, welcome to my favorite part of the show. But before mm-hmm. we go there. What do you do personally to strengthen and deepen your faith? Yes. Um, every morning, I, I never fails. I at least take 30 minutes uninterrupted time of prayer and then another 30 minutes of reading the Bible. Um, even growing your business, it's like, okay, Lord, like how do I find some keys or some things you want to teach me that could help? Um, but it's really helpful to do that on every single day. Um, one of the things that I do that I actually don't, I don't know if other people like do it or not. I don't know. I don't know, but I stay quiet for most of it. I actually don't even talk out loud. I like close my eyes and I'm like envisioning as if I'm there with God, God, like, I feel like he speaks to me or leads me on some things. And so I don't say much, like a lot of people give requests and I'm, I, I love that. I don't do that. I'm just like, God, if you just shift me, my life will be better anyway, because the 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 common denominator for everything I touch is me. The common denominator for everything I touch is me. My marriage is me. My, my relationship with my son is me. My business is me. And so I do that. But I will say what helps me just on a practical basis is exercising before 
I pray and read the Bible because I like to wake up early. Um, I'm usually dead asleep, dead tired. And so if I don't, if I don't exercise, I'm not awake. So therefore my time of prayer or reading is most likely going to be useless. And so, but that really allows me to get there to strengthen my faith. I don't miss a day. But then another thing that I do is, um, and I don't do this like legalistically, but I actually take like a Sabbath where um, it's my one day out of the week where I literally do not discuss business. I like my clients know not to text me at that time. I'm not available. If you have an emergency, just imagine that on the next day, next morning, you'll get a text from me or we'll connect. But um, I literally take that day and my first half of the day, I'm not rushing to get somewhere. I don't have a to-do list. It's the one day I don't set an alarm. I sleep in and I actually just spend time with God in prayer or reading. I take care of my son in the mornings because my wife wakes up in the middle of the night. I don't do that. I slip through. <laughs> um, and But I take a whole day not in a rush with God. And even if that means, because my son usually wakes up at 6.30 in the morning, my sleeping in is 6.30 now. Um, if you're a parent, you kind of resonate with that. Um, but at 6.30, I'm just not in a rush. So even if I'm spending time with God at like till like 10 a.m., I'm not in a rush on that day because I don't have to-dos. I literally give it to God. God, you build my business. You're the one who's like, I believe your hand's on me and your grace is on my life. And so, so I'm not going to rush with you. And so my, my Sabbath is my Saturday in general, just cause it's my easiest day to do it. You know, I could choose Friday or Saturday, but most likely it's Saturday and I don't rush. I really don't like if people, like sometimes I'm praying for like two hours. I'm like, I ah, just leave when I feel great to leave. Um, and so I, I don't do it as a checkbox on, especially on those Sabbath days. So. All right. Startup nation. Come on, get some of that wisdom going. Do you take a Sabbath? God told you to actually commands you to mm -hmm. commands you to right. So many people, um, in the Christian space have, uh, taken Liberty to make that commandment optional. Mm -hmm. God understands my situation, Joseph. He understands really. And that, and that's why that's burnout commands. Happens. Yeah. That's not how commands work. Mm -hmm. Right. It's commands for like if my little daughter or my son, they, on one or two or three matters outrightly just disobeyed mommy and daddy because daddy understands my situation. I want my cookies now. I'm going to go help myself, for example, right? Yeah, that's not going to work in our house. It's just nope. not going to work, right? So, all right, Christian, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 mm -hmm. quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. Oh. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Speaking like an oxen. Here we go. <laughs> I did it in one breath. Let's go. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business? Um, freedom and impact. What's your least favorite thing? Um, lead generation. Even though <laughs> it <still> works. <laughs> just I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with or struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Mm -hmm. So consistently living in my vision without comparing myself to it and feeling like I'm in the gap. Yeah, so true. What are you most afraid of? Um, not providing for my family. Big time. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? I spent way too much time 
being anxious instead of being in action. Yeah. Anxious versus action, people. Let's go. What secret fear do you have about people? That if given to, if they are given any choice that they will um, do in their best interest and um, without any thought for you. Yeah, that's why you, be, you became a good negotiator. So that can't happen. What do you <laughs> What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Um, to this sounds crazy. I started a high ticket to go for a higher ticket. Higher. What's faster. the goal? What's the What's the higher higher ticket? What's that number? What are you going? So my for? goal is to be ten thousand dollars a month. Currently, I'm at five a month. Yeah. Like as far as like to work with me, ten thousand dollars a month in general. So. How long is the commitment with that client? Your ideal? Oh, uh, I would say six months minimum. Okay. Beautiful would be a year because where we'd go in a year and who do we become in a year? Let's go, man. Let's go. Very cool. All right. What is a new habit you're going to create this year? So a new habit I'm going to create this year is asking myself my, um, three legacy questions every night before I go to sleep. So when I say legacy, um, I have three words that I define myself at the end of my life. I'd like to be known as I'd love to be known as giving, inspiring and, and leading. So asking myself three questions at night that connect with that. Did I give today without thinking about it? Did I inspire others for more today? And did I lead people to a better place today? Here's one thing I'm learning about you. You're good at questions. You're good at questions that open up what's true, the greatness within you mm. and the greatness within others that get to work with you. That's your secret superpower that I see. Thank you. I Thank could you. be wrong, but so far, Thank so you. good. Unless you're like copying it out of a book. I don't know. I don't know. But some of these questions are pretty original. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Oh, snoozing. Snoozing. <laughs> I snooze at least three times and it's not, you know, helpful. <laughs> Startup Nation, are you snoozing every day? Stop it. Stop. Even a high performance coach has to deal with snoozing. So <laughs> <laughs> pick three words to describe who you are now. So, oh, who I am now. I gave three words about who I'm going to be mm -hmm. stepping into that. I would say who I am now is intentional, hungry, and um, explosive explosive let's go my coaching business called blow up rocks i'm all about <laughs> explosive we blow up the rocks in your head holding come you on. back in your life come, come on. on people pick That's three words high energy people let's go yeah pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business um i would say i would still say hungry mm -hmm. um my second one would say um Ex, uh, scientist. This is what I mean. I was experimenting a lot. So see which would work. Um, and then the third one was overconfident. Overconfident. I like it. Sometimes though, that overconfident naivety about like not knowing what you can't do leads to you doing things that people, other people think are impossible. Like you Can don't I, see the yeah. barriers that other people put in front of themselves. So you just go further. I used to do that in my 20s. Then my 30s, I slowed down. Then my 40s, I became one of them. What is going on? I must stop. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, can I share, can I share one funny quote that I stumbled upon that I was like, Oh, I'm going to live by that. No, Uh, let's make startup nation. Wait. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm kidding. So the funny, the funny quote was delusional confidence has gotten me more in life than, than, um, uh, reality ever could. That's also, I get that. I saw someone put that on Twitter and I was like, it was like my first month. I was like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Like it, Startup Nation, if you believe you can do something that is so ridiculous, so out there, so impossible, and you just go for it, you're going to end up further than everyone else. You just are. Whether or not you hit that that impossible whatever intention, we don't know. But you'll end up further than if you just put the limits on yourself. Last question. Christian, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, mm. your wife your baby boy, this is a legacy question, and give them only one piece of advice about true success in life, what would you say to them? Mm. Um, I would envision, first off, going to my son. Okay. What would you say um, to your boy? What's his name? Zion Leo. Zion, Zion Leo. I love it. He's a lion, yeah, man. City is. of God. Let's go. So... I would look at him and say, son, give everything you have to change people's lives and love God along the way. Give everything you have to change people's lives and love God along the way. Got it. This is the opportunity in this show for you to give my audience, Startup Nation, a homework assignment. What is Mm -hmm. one thing, one action they must take where an action we're in action here. What's one action they must take to get that shift in their business and in their life that they've been waiting for? Give yourself permission. Here's what I mean. Um, a lot of people that, 90% of people that I know, I call it the 95-5 principle. 90, 95% of people do not feel the sufficient emotional permission in order to succeed at the next level. Everyone has the spiritual, physical and mental capabilities, what they're lacking is the emotional permission to do so. And oftentimes we're looking for something external to give us that emotional permission to get there. There have been people who have been successful who are not skilled or not as good or their personality is not as great, but they gave themselves permission. And they said, I'm going to do it and figure it out. <laughs> and so they gave themselves permission and permission was actually the one thing that skyrocketed myself with one of the clients that I had, she was a real estate investor. And she asked me a question that triggered that I realized I needed permission. I didn't even know until that moment. She asked me at the end of one of our sessions, it was, she was like our second session. She's like, wow, it's powerful. And I didn't know how, you know, how high net worth she was. And she asked me a question. She said, Christian, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. She's the first powerful session, but let me ask you, why don't you have 50 to hundred thousand dollar packages? And this was my second month. And I was like, um, that's a great question. And I said, I just started. And she said, well, how long were you going to give yourself? And I was like, I was going to give myself two years. And she said, but with all the work you've done behind the scenes and all the experience, you're good enough now. Mm. You're good enough now. And it was in that moment I realized that I didn't, the reason I didn't have everything God said I can have was a story I told myself as to why I couldn't have it. And so I went home and I knew that I needed 
to write myself a permission letter. I literally remember driving home and calling my wife, babe, we lost $50,000. And she said, what does our bank account look like? I said, no, not literally. Okay. Opportunity. (laughs) And I told her the the situation. She said, I agree. I said, of course you agree. You're Uh, my wife. You're supposed (laughs) to agree. And so I went home and I wrote myself a permission letter. I said, dear Christian, and I started to give myself permission of everything that I was looking for other people to give me. I said, dear Christian, I give you permission to be the six-figure coach that you know that's inside of you. I give you permission to, and I started to list out so many things that I need to give myself permission on. And then at the end, I said, sign your greatest supporter, Christian Santiago. And And then I signed it. And from there, I felt like the emotional, psychological lid was taken off that then I was able to, boom, go there. And then four, two months later after that encounter was when I met with my first nine-figure company, was able to work through the four layers of negotiation with them and was able to work there, like work through that. And so, um, but give yourself permission. Give yourself permission. And I think that emotional lift would then help unlock all the strategies that probably are in you or all the things you really wanted to do. And now you have the emotional like permission to then go after it, that you don't feel like you're going four steps forward and five steps back or going three steps this way and four steps this way. And you're not moving forward. You can now get everything aligned in one direction. All right, Startup Nation. Listen, every week you show up here and you listen to this show and to the amazing guests I bring on. And I'm so grateful for your support. And you write five-star reviews and it's fantastic to read these. But how many of you show up every week looking for the next strategy that's gonna set you free or triple your income? And Christian is challenging you and all of us to say, hey, the reason why you're not where you want to be is because you haven't given yourself the emotional permission to do so. You already have thousands of strategies within you. Pick one that will work. That's all you need. Just pick one that will work. You already have all the strategies you'll ever need. What you're missing is the emotional permission to use them effectively. Is that right, Christian? A hundred percent. Dude, we just knocked that right through the sky, man. We knocked it out the park, Grand Slam. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. All right, Startup Nation, if you enjoy the show, you enjoy guests like Christian Santiago, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or First100K.com and write a five-star review. If I like what you write, I'm going to give you a shout-out possibly on this show like I'm about to do right now for Handle. The Dreaming 1979. The Dreaming 1979. Who wrote? Five-star review. Engaging and inspiring podcast. So many entrepreneurs focused, so many entrepreneur-focused podcasts concentrate solely on the guest achievements rather than the value that the guest has to offer the audience. Your first 100K podcast is different. A ton of actionable insights that you can apply to your own business right now and inspiring stories from other folks who've gone down the entrepreneur road and racked up a huge amount of success on the way. All right. The Dreaming 1979. Thank you for your five-star review. That was awesome. And you're right. Christian's a great example of that. The guest we bring on the show, right? He just like inspired. He moved. He led us. 
Now it's up to us to actually take action or sit there and complain. Your choice. Your choice. All right, Christian, where does Startup Nation go to get in touch with you? Maybe they're like, hey, Christian, I want a $50,000 package. I want the 100K special and supersize it, buddy. Right? Where do they go? What do you got? Yeah, so they can go to ChristianPSantiago.com. Um, you can do that if you want to connect with me personally. We can get on a call. But also, too, if you just want a weekly Sunday newsletter, I send out kingdom high performance lessons that I've learned where they are kingdom principles, principles from the scriptures, but I actually apply it with my own life and other clients. You can go to ChristianPSantiago.com slash Sunday lessons slash Sunday lessons. And I just send it every Sunday, just everything I'm learning. I'm just like, Hey, I learned this. I learned this. I learned this. And so that's just where I'm at. I don't do it. Like that lesson is not as a expert. It's like, Oh, this is my wife. And I actually had this conversation that we need to change our blueprint for our marriage. If we want to be happy, it's like, so it's just lessons I've learned along the way. So. All right, Christian Santiago, thank you for being on your first 100 K. I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, sir. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.